Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Jeff Salter. He's the founder and CEO at Caring Senior Service. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Great to have you. So, Jeff, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, um, um, I started uh, Caring Senior Service when I was 20 years old. So I have really uh, only known this industry for my entire career, yeah. uh, being involved in helping seniors remain at home and independent for as long as they can. So mm-hmm. um, I'm married with uh, two kids and enjoy a lot of outdoor activities with with uh, with the family. That's great. That's great. So Caring Senior Service, you started when you were 20. Tell me a little bit more about it. Well, uh, I worked for a non-medical, I'm sorry, worked for a home health care company, didn't provide non-medical services. So uh, I saw the need that seniors were uh, frequently calling the home health company and needing someone that was going to be with them for hours at a time, maybe overnights or on weekends. And the company that I worked for didn't provide that service. So um, we would often provide a list of names for people to be able to coordinate directly and I just saw that families were really struggling with that. They they okay. couldn't coordinate it from where they might have lived, which was out of town, uh, sometimes many states away, and uh, just problems arose. So I saw that there, would, there was an opportunity to kind of coordinate that service. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day just decided to to tell one of the guys that called and asked for help to told them that I, I could help them. And uh, the company was born just a... Uh, a phone call and uh, an opportunity and uh, taking a chance. That's fantastic. So tell me a little bit about what services and offerings then senior um, caring senior service can provide to, you know, seniors. Sure. And the most basics we provide a caregiver to help Mm -hmm. a senior that wants to remain at home, uh, stay as independent as possible. So we, our caregivers will come in and do maybe meal preparation, errand running for the clients, uh, some light housekeeping, and they're often there to, to help with personal care needs, help the person get a shower if they need rest assistance, help with that. It's really providing that peace of mind, family members, yeah. and helping the individual feel safe in their environment. Because as you age, things become a little bit more difficult. Things mm-hmm. like ending a stumble is not as easy as it once was. All the stairs that's required and the, the challenges that, that are there that all of us take for granted that are um, uh, middle-aged adults, maybe, or younger adults, it's, it's pretty easy to do that stuff. But mm-hmm. as you age, things can become a little bit more difficult. So yeah. we're there to help anywhere from four hours a day to 24 hours a day. Okay. Our clients have ranging conditions. Some of them have just uh, uh, really safety concerns and don't, don't want to be alone. Some might have advanced uh, disease processes such as Alzheimer's, uh, dementia, or other other elements that are keeping them able to live in their environment safely mm-hmm. and with those routines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's so it you're able to cover four to twenty four hours, right? That's correct. Is is this all out of pocket? Is is anything covered by insurance? Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, the the unfortunately in in America the the when someone needs to wants to remain at home and independent they do have to fund that themselves. So it's generally out of pocket expense. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are some other sources people could tap into. Uh, they might have, have done long-term care insurance, 
mm-hmm. long-term care insurance is typically an investment vehicle people use. They start it when they're at a younger age, 30s, 40s, 50s, and they fund a, a plan that would then provide them a benefit at the time of need. So anywhere from $100 a day to $300 a day of benefit, and that allows them to hire a caregiver privately. Yeah. Uh, people also do things like um, they might, uh, for funding purposes, when they decide that they do want to stay at home, they've got to figure out how to tap into mm-hmm. uh, resources. They might have a a life insurance policy they convert into cash value. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we're seeing an increased number of people use reverse mortgages. There's a, mm-hmm. a great opportunity for people to tap into the equity in their own home mm-hmm. to help fund their care needs. And it's a, it's a really good option for people that um, maybe haven't been able to save like they hope they could, mm-hmm. but they have been able to afford and pay for a house. Mm-hmm. And most families, what's most important for their uh, loved one is to get the care that they need. So mm-hmm. sometimes families pitch Absolutely. in and help out also and share the share the cost of the services. Yeah. And I know I did a little research on on you. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, what charitable causes you have been able to implement, you know, through, you know, the Caring Senior Service, but also in your own ventures to, you know, take care of, you know, the this aging population. Yeah, you know, uh, it's always been important for us to be involved in our community, to give back where we can. For many years, we've participated in all of the the organizations that might relate to seniors, Alzheimer's Association, cancer uh, organizations, uh, anyone that's trying to help solve the problems of aging we've been mm-hmm. involved with. But um, last year to celebrate our 30th anniversary, we actually decided to move forward and create our own cause. And initially it was just a movement. We wanted to create a movement that we titled Close the Gap in Senior Care. Mm-hmm. And it was really helping um, people identify what the gaps are in their local community and decide where they wanted to, to put their time. And our goal was to really pull the community together of healthcare. Each each and every healthcare organization spends a lot of time focusing on their mission, as they should. But what happens is gaps get created when multiple yeah. companies are focusing only on their mission. Yeah. And we wanted to try and figure out how those groups, because they all want to help seniors, we're all benefiting right. from them staying at home, and that's the best place for them. But what are the gaps that might exist in that in that situation when we're all focused on our mission? And in that process to launch the movement, we decided to do something, combine it with our 30th anniversary, and uh, we decided to start raising money, <clears throat> raising money and focusing on one area we identified that was nationwide, and that was falls. Um, falls are a leading cause of injury-related death among seniors. Uh, 85-plus percent of falls happen in the bathroom. So we decided we were going to raise money for grab bar installations. So we started on a, an effort to close gap in senior care focusing on grab bars. Mm -hmm. And then to add to it, we decided to do a big launch of this movement. And we decided that to celebrate 30 years, I would visit each of the locations for service. Um, That's nearly 50 locations in 20 states, but we decided to do it in a unique way. And I rode an electric bike to each and every location uh, for a caring senior service uh, over a four-month period. So 9,500 miles uh, had events at each locations to raise awareness and to raise funds for grab bars. So it was really, it was really cool. So we then, we didn't turn that into a full nonprofit. I'm excited that, that we raised a, a lot of money. We've been helping a lot of seniors. We've installed grab bars in seniors' bathrooms so over, over 125 so far. And we've got a lot of, a lot more we're, we're doing right now. 
Yeah. I'm sure families are very thankful to have a service, you know, have a company like yours that's so invested, you know, not only in its seniors, but also it sounds like you really work to make sure that you put the lives of family members at ease too. Yeah, that's, it's really peace of mind for the loved ones. Mm -hmm. All of us that are dealing with maybe an aged parent, aging parent or a grandparent, Mm -hmm. uh, just knowing that they're safe, Mm -hmm. that they're getting their needs cared for, because we can't all be there. And that's, that's just the way things work. We move away. Sometimes our parents move away from us. And then then they're in a situation where as they age, they might need some additional help. And if we can't be there, uh, mm-hmm. someone needs to be in. And one of our taglines is when family can't be there, we can. So for a caring scene service, it's real, real important and for the industry. And so part of my, my goals, my career now, 31 years uh, spans, I'm really trying to impact our industry in, in every way that I can. Yeah. So talking about the industry, I'm sure things have changed a lot in your experience kind of through growing Caring Senior Service. Talk to me a little bit about what that growth looked like for you. Well, initially it was understanding that the services that I was providing in that first location were needed everywhere. And in 1990, there wasn't really an industry for senior care of this type for non-medical home care. So I was truly a pioneer in, in a, in a un, un recognized industry and so saw that the growth was uh, was there as an entrepreneur recognized that I could open additional locations and I did that for the first 10 years of business I opened up five locations ended up in San Antonio Texas with my fifth location and really started thinking about what's the expansion look like how do we how do we take this and really move it across mm-hmm. uh, Texas and then across America. And I decided that franchising was, would, would be a good business model yeah. because it, it tapped into the entrepreneurial spirit of other individual owners mm-hmm. and uh, let them do something that's extremely rewarding. Uh, mm-hmm. All of us, in, anyone in senior care, and especially caring senior service, we love what we do. We are helping families with a critical problem, but then we're also providing jobs and job creation in the process of our business. Mm-hmm. And that's just a really good feeling. Uh, yeah. You can feel positive every day when you go home. It's a challenging business. There's definitely yeah. complications with it, um, but uh, we all really are rewarded by the, the the gratitude that we get from family members and from our clients. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think, you know, with, with being able to franchise the business and be able to continue to grow, do you think that's one of the ways that you were able to, you know, kind of pave the way um, back in the nineties and really differentiate yourself from the competition? No, it's, it's been a combination of things for us from a different standpoint is really a unique way that we operate Mm -hmm. and the process that we go through. We understand each client's individual, each situation is unique, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also about creating a process that's repeatable and that is Mm -hmm. defining our organization across the country. Yeah. So simple things that we do, we do every single time, whereas other companies may repeat some of the things, but they don't do it as consistent as we do. Mm-hmm. Each and every client that we we visit gets a full care assessment. We ask and want to understand what their true needs are, because uh, unfortunately, no one in America gets an education on how to deal with aging and how to deal with an aging parent and how to select senior care and how to make sure you can stay home when you get to a certain age. Um, so we take an educational approach to that and really help families understand what the needs are, not just what their wants are, because they, they those things might not always align. And we just want to really help people understand what the situation looks like today and prepare for the future because unfortunately the aging process is one of decline. 
And though my needs today are are few, I need to prepare for what might come in the future and that might be more need. So focus a lot on that assessment to help families understand what the situation is and what it's going to be. Uh, Combine that with things like our... Uh, we always introduce every single caregiver into the home to make that that transition more comfortable for the families and for the for the clients, and uh, and then then staying involved. That's something that we we call all of these things great care. It's it's first and foremost, uh, it's the kind of three pillars that we focus on, which is um, you know the and the final one is that active involvement, being very involved with the individuals because we do supervisory visits on a regular basis in the homes, making sure the clients are satisfied with the caregiver, make sure the services are what they need and aligned with what the client's uh, desires are as well. Wow, that's fantastic. I really think that education piece is so important because like you mm-hmm. said, no one teaches you, you know, how to necessarily take care of your parents or take care of, you know, an, an aging population. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's amazing that we don't all have a course on this because it's um it's the issue is, unfortunately, uh, there's been a lot of uh, the baby boomer population going, turning 65 has been a, a big thing. That's the generation that's kind of changed everything in America, their entire existence, right? Yeah. And the focus has been on that 65 plus and a lot, not a lot of studies and a lot of people are, are paying attention to the the uh, upper tranche of that, which is the 80 plus group. And I've been really recently trying to focus on that. And it turns out that in the last 20 years, we've had a pretty steady growth rate of that 80-year-old um, uh, growth, and it's about it's about 1.5 million people entered into that grouping uh, in the last 10 years, and then another 1.5 the 10 years before that. But something interesting happened starting in 2020 to 2030. That number doubles to n- nearly 2. Point, uh, or 2.5 million, 2.8 million, and and then in the next decade, 30 to 40, it doubles again to five people. And so what I think uh, America is not prepared for is this huge wave of, of aging that's going to happen at the advanced level, at that higher 80-plus um, range. And that's when people start needing these types of services. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking when you were saying that, too, that I don't think we're necessarily set up as a country to, you know, I don't think we're necessarily prepared for what's coming. So I think it's, you know, we're very, it makes sense. And I'm very thankful that we have, you know, caring senior service to be able to support, you know, these, these populations. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I've, I, I don't want to say I'm sending alarm bells, because I think that's a little bit uh, dramatic, but I have been one of the uh, the people and when I get the chance to talk on panels in our right. industry, I've really been trying to share these numbers because I don't think that people are paying attention to enough. And I think that they're looking at, you know, coming through the pandemic right now, we have a huge worker shortage in America. Mm-hmm. That's impacting our business in a way that's been very challenging. But you have the combination of not only is there a general worker shortage, but then you have this huge population growth of people that need our services. So you've kind of got the best of both worlds and the worst of, of it, because you've got huge demand in mm-hmm. senior care, but you've got a reduction in your workforce and challenges that we're facing there. But that's when things like technology, I, I feel, will will come into play and help out in a lot of ways. It just requires people rethinking. And it's here yeah. at Caring, it's us being you know not set in our ways as a 30-year-old company, which 
can happen. Yeah. Uh, we've got to really think about what's the future look like? How do we have to evolve as an organization to mm-hmm. serve the, these individuals that are coming into the need? Yeah, yeah. And it's certainly, like you said, the need is there um, and it's coming. So it's just a matter of making sure we, you know, we're, we're ready for it and giving the best you know, love and support that you can, you can give. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a combination of, yeah. of us, everyone working together. Families are going to have yeah. to think a little bit differently and maybe consider some other options. Mm-hmm. Um, and then companies are going to really have to be uh, innovative in, their, in yeah. their processes. Yeah. And it sounds too like that educational piece about caring is so important, not only for building like your name um, and brand awareness for, for caring, but also too to be able to educate, you know, potential caregivers or, you know, uh, loved ones about options and about how to how to proceed yeah yeah you know part of the going back to the ride a little bit part of what i was trying to do was hoping to really influence people the idea of this guy getting on a bike and riding across america i did it on an electric bike and i did that as a kind of a symbol of assistance because i would have never thought i could have even made a trip like that if i didn't have a little bit of help you know i didn't have a little motor that was helping me with a little bit still rode 80 to 120 miles per day uh, but without that motor, I couldn't have got there. That's kind of symbolic of yeah. without services, people can't stay at home and be independent. They need to get some sort of help. Some people need a little bit of help. Some people need a lot of help. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really people thinking through what their needs are. And I, I hope to inspire people to become caregivers at some point in their career doesn't mean that someone has to stay and be just a just a, a caregiver though when i say just a caregiver it's a very important role and we treasure all of the people that, that choose to be a career a caregiver but it might be a stepping stone for them they might want to be a physical therapist a nurse maybe they want to go on and become a doctor but becoming a caregiver allows them to really understand what what care is all about at that real basic level. But I hope to also inspire people that were involved in technology to Mm -hmm. turn their attention away from maybe the coolest, latest game, but maybe think about the problems of aging in America and how can they help with Mm -hmm. that issue? Because we're going to need people thinking about it. Young people that are developing new hardware and new software to think how, how can I put my, my efforts mm-hmm. to a group of people I'm not, normally not thinking about. Yeah. And then I was also entrepreneurs. We're going to need a lot more people involved in senior care. And while I hope to, to, to see more people become caring student service franchise owners, we also need just every area of senior care is going to need more people involved. It. And because yeah. it's something that no one company is going to solve right. and no, no one individual is going to solve it. So it's going to take a lot of people in, involved. So that was important to me as we think about what the future looked like is really trying to inspire others to get involved in some way, shape and mm-hmm. form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, you know, like, like you said, taking back and taking a bigger picture and seeing, you know, what, how do you prepare for it? So if someone wanted to get involved with caring either as a potential employee or as, you know, considering their options for a loved one, how would someone go about either getting in contact with you or kind of starting that assessment? Well, it's really straightforward to, to go to caringseniorservice.com and there's options on our webpage. So if you're a family member looking for services, there's some tools and some information. We're, we're real big on education. So there's a lot of resources available. There's an easy way for people to just get an assessment done. So they click a button and, and have us reach out them and then conduct an assessment. Um, if someone's thinking about wanting to get into the business and uh, become a franchise owner, uh, we're happy to talk to them also. They can go to caringfranchise.com. Um, and learn more about who we are, 
and and what it would take to become a become a our newest franchise owner in in their city. Um, but uh, and people can reach out to me directly. Uh, I'm on I'm on LinkedIn. They search for for me. Um, I tell we'll search for a nine thousand mile bike ride. You'll you'll find me real easy now. Uh, I've got a lot of press from that, but um, I, I'm I'm happy to talk to anyone that's 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 either needing care or um, needing to to learn more about business opportunities because I think that's something that that we're just going to need need more of. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Jeff, if you were to leave our listeners with one bit of information, either about caring, about you know senior care, what would you want to leave our listeners with? Well, I think um, I've been trying to share with people one of the a little bit of a life lesson I learned. I think that um, when you go on a big bike ride or you do any kind of a big adventure, everyone expects you're going to have some epiphanies and something's going to happen to you that that's going to change your life. And I didn't necessarily have a huge epiphany, but what I did, did, did wake me up after, after being an entrepreneur for 30 years, being someone who's well, hard driven, always solving my own problems, dealing with and, and overcoming a lot in life and in business. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not someone who typically asks for help. But during the ride, I had so many people offer help to me. And the first few times people asked me for, hey, do you want some water? Do you, do you need some food? And I'm like, I, I, I can pay for my food. I can get water. Um, I recognize that people get something out of giving something and that when you deny people the ability to to give you're actually denying something directly to them that that can be almost hurtful to them so uh, for me it was a matter of learning that accepting help is is not just going to be better for you it's also uh, helping that person that wants to wants to help out so i learned a little bit of uh, humility in that sense and saying yes even if i didn't necessarily need the help that they were offering i was willing to take it and uh, and many times it actually it was the smarter thing to do so sometimes you just don't be so um, driven that you don't accept someone's help when they're offering Mm-hmm. Well, Jeff, this has been a really great conversation. I appreciate you being on Business Ninjas. Um, I really loved your insights on kind of where, you know, the, the aging population is going to go and the care that's needed, you know, both educationally, but also for people who are looking, you know, to grow their own business and provide that care uh, for, for loved ones. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for having me. And I appreciate sharing my stories and sharing about caring, seeing service and, and how the industry has such a bright future ahead of it. It does. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.